Attention Northwest Arkansas businesses and talent seekers. Introducing Onboard NWA.com, your hyperlocal job board crafted for our unique community. Struggling to find the perfect match for your job openings? Onboard NWA simplifies the hiring process, connecting you with the region's top talent through tailored talent matching solutions. Whether you're an employer seeking expertise or a professional looking for your next opportunity, Onboard NWA is here for you. Discover more at onboardnwa.com and let's build the future of Northwest Arkansas together. Hello, Northwest Arkansas. Randy here, bringing you a quick word from our sponsor, Signature Bank of Arkansas. Since 2005, Signature Bank has been all about empowering our community with local ownership and top-notch banking services. Signature Bank's roots run deep with assets over a billion dollars, and they're right here in your backyard with branches in Bentonville, Rogers, Springdale, Fayetteville, and now including Harrison and Jonesboro. With a growing family of more than 200 teammates, they're ready to serve you with the warmth only a true community bank can offer. And they've got Banco C, the first bilingual bank in Arkansas, to ensure that banking is for everyone. So give Signature Bank a call at 479-684-3700 or visit Signature.Bank online. Mention you heard about them on the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast for that personal touch. Signature Bank of Arkansas, big on assets, local at heart, and a proud member of the FDIC and an equal housing lender. It's time for another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas, the podcast covering the intersection of business, culture, entrepreneurship, and life in general here in the Ozarks. Whether you are considering a move to this area or trying to learn more about the place you call home, we've got something special for you. Here's our host, Randy Wilbur. Hey folks, and welcome to another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. I'm your host, Randy Wilbur, and I'm excited to be with you today. I've got two fine gentlemen that have joined me here on the podcast to talk about a tremendous program that's happening here in Northwest Arkansas. And I don't know about you guys, but I love music. Obviously, I listen to it on the radio or really on Apple Music, but because real talk, nobody ever tunes into the radio anymore the, the way they used to. So. It's just the reality of what it is. It's time-shifted entertainment. So, But today's guest is part of the Music Education Initiative, and I have with me Orson Weems, who is the executive director and co-founder of the Music Education Initiative, and I have Greg Thompson, who is, well, Greg has many hats, 
And we'll start off by saying he's on the board and, and I guess he would be a co-founder of the Music Education Initiative. He's also the director of events at the Downtown Springdale Alliance. Shout out to Jill Dabbs and the guys down there. And then he's also chief creative officer of Al Bell Presents. And for those of you that don't know about Al Bell, you need to Google him and check it out. <laughs> That's right. So hey, Google. Google, yes. But I'm and, and I'm hoping at some point in time that maybe do an episode on some of the because you just don't realize how many talented people that we have right in the, in our midst, really talented people. And, you know, I always believe in, in giving people roses when they're alive and not when they're dead. So, you know, Absolutely. That's, that's the way it should be. But without further ado, gentlemen, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having us, Randy. Finally. Yes. It's absolutely. been a while. So absolutely. glad to Thank see you. things moving and grooving and kicking off 2022 with you all is just fantastic for us. Yeah, no, it's great. And, and you know, you and I and... Orson, you and I met at the Roots Festival. We had a socially distant meeting at the Roots <laughs> Festival. Right. Uh, you had your mask on. I had my mask on. We were all, you know, trying to be responsible this past summer as the Roots Festival was able to kick off another event. And shout out to Bernice and Brian and Jeremy and all those guys over at the Roots Festival. We but, love them. Yeah. We work with them for years. I've known Brian for many years, even from a connection at UA, and we support them and Al Bell and Al Bell Presents team, we've supported them, done programming with them, and it's good for us to see that festival, if you will, just really blossom even during the pandemic when they did it this year. It was just, well, in 2021, it was really fantastic. I think they, people were just excited to be out. Weren't they? They sure were. <laughs> yeah, it was a good time. It, it was. was a really good time. And good food. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I met you on my way to get some Right. Food. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So. That's right. No, and and absolutely, but uh, but no, it's it's great to have you guys on, and and one of the reasons why we wanted to bring you on is because you're doing a new program, and I, I I'm always trying to bring a well-rounded presentation of what Northwest Arkansas is all about, and music actually, entertainment is a big part of Northwest Arkansas, and so I, I would love for you just to kind of a well, you know what? Why don't you tell us just a little bit about your background, Orson? I mean, you you are a former Razorback. And right. so we got to, you know, we got to call those hogs while we got you here. And, and they just they just showed up in the Outback Bowl and, and uh, you know, they they look good. Got a new coach. But just tell us a yes, little bit about yourself. Well, uh, my love and time that I spent in Northwest Arkansas started literally back in 1976 when my oldest brother came to UA. That was my first introduction to Fayetteville. Then I had another older brother to come in 79. And. After that, I was recruited heavily out of high school, out of North Little Rock, Northeast High School to play ball. And I decided to come to the University of Arkansas because I didn't want to go somewhere else. As I would think back then as a young person that I want to come for it, go somewhere else to make them better. I wanted to stay in the state and make Arkansas better. So my relationship. Say that again. Yeah, I want to make <laughs> we need to, we need to have That's some of these it. young boys that can really ball down in, in, our, in Little Rock to hear that. Yeah, so, they, you they, know. They, I think that will be something. Uh, and the folks that are here now, I think, will touch base with that. But a lot of times things, the discipline that we had at the time was something that we'd be interested in and to try to get them. A lot of things have happened in recently that would keep some of those folks you're talking about, those young guys they're occupied with some other things. That, no, I understand. And, and we need to be aware of that. And my wife and I have over the years helped bring kids to UA. We've done ACT workshops and all of that. And that's literally how I met Brian Henry years ago. And then I met 
the now chancellor, Dr. Charles Robinson, during some of these same workshops back then for years ago. But I came here, went here, moved, worked here after graduation, uh, stayed in, in northwest Arkansas, worked uh, in Springdale for years, know the area very well. My son was born at Washington Regional, the old Washington Regional. <laughs> you know? So we've had a lot of lineage and a lot of family here. Just so many uh, people in our family went here, got degrees. My sister went here. She's got a, even a post-grad degree from here. My son went to NWAC. My daughter graduated from Walton College. Uh, she was one of Matt Walter's first people in the supply chain management. Wow. So we've got a long lineage of just being here in the area. And I've also been on so many boards with UA from the Letterman's Club to the Arkansas Alumni Association, just proud to have been associated with the university on such a level and always had a commitment. Even when I go places, I probably have a Razorback cap in my car or in my <laughs> luggage or, or wearing it on the airplane or something like that. But it's just been a lovely area. And it's one that I wanted to get back to. And it's almost as if I never left. Yeah, I was associated with so many different things, games and all the boards, but we would keep coming back to see how we could help. I was over at Walton College. I was in the the uh, diversity inclusion board when that was opened up with Dr. Lofton over there. And just whatever I was asked, whenever I was asked, I tried to be available to see what I could do to help. Sure. And, and it was that point that over the years, I think, uh, since you mentioned Al Bell, that he wanted, he had come back to Arkansas from having been out in LA and done so many things in the music entertainment industry that he had told me he wanted to do something for Arkansas. As a man born in Brinkley, Arkansas, he wanted to do something in Arkansas. And uh, he and I talked, and one day he said, I I think I want to do something. And I said, well, let's look at Northwest Arkansas. So uh, that's been a few years ago, GT. And GT, and I actually met GT, who he was working with, I think you were working with Al at Alpine or something, but we met at this concert, since you like music so much, Randy, we actually met at Frankie Beverly Hill. and May. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Frankie oh, Beverly. Yes. <laughs> Forget, I mean, come I on. Mean, it was Frankie Beverly and May. Yeah. Keith Sweat and the Bar Case. Oh. I mean, come on. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was thrown down. So it was a good meeting. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I saw Frankie Beverly in Rock Creek Park in Washington, D.C. I mean, Ooh. Frankie Beverly was, you know, it's, it's Frankie Beverly is, is great. So, you know, that takes me way back and I actually I'm starting to hear songs in my head so but but no so and then so that's where you guys met yeah we we did and we've connected since then and we worked together over the years and with so much that Al has done in different productions so when we when I put Al on the ground in Horsa Arkansas it was literally on the Bentonville Square and we had GT with us and we just said I said here's Bentonville and the he was thinking, Al was thinking Bentonville simply because of that retail and distribution part of what was coming out of this area with the folks that are supporting Walmart and aren't that are Walmart supporters. And from that point on, I think that was the end of 2016 that, but he had been up here over the years. GT performed up here over the years with his band. Yeah, yeah, I was here for years and didn't even know it was a city i just drove in and (laughs) did shows and then went back out right Um, yeah i mean for years i mean probably oh man at least six years before i went anywhere outside of the university i used to play at a club on dave's dave's on dixon street okay and um and powerhouse seafood with a band called the 17th floor 
and uh, I actually started that band and we used to tour here all the time and play fraternity parties and and all of the clubs but again I never knew anything else about any other part of northwest arkansas sure <laughs> and you were you were fr- you're from chicago originally uh, yeah joliet area joliet okay. chicago area yes okay. sir all right so so tell us just a little bit about your background wow so my background is kind of steeped in the live performance area I have been a touring musician, played for Usher, played drums for Usher, played drums for TLC, was music director for both bands. I've also been a technical director at a theater where I worked with the likes of um, Kenny Chesney Mm -hmm. all the way down to, wow, I mean, some of everybody there, Roger Williams, you know, the possum George, George Jones, you know, did all that (laughs) kind of stuff at that theater. And then put on like uh, plays like Stomp and all of those things, had that experience. So just a well-rounded music industry from like out of high school all the way through to now. You know, it's just been nonstop music industry. So had a little bit of a training in it and, you know, organic training in it. (laughs) Well, you know, and it's funny that because both of you guys have distinctly different upbringings in, in the way that you did what you did, although there's some similarities there. I think that you both found the that area where the intersection of life and music and how that plays into things. And I think a lot of that's probably born out of why you decided to do this initiative. And I would love for you just to kind of share for the audience, why don't you give us like the cliff note version of the music education initiative and what you're hoping to accomplish? Good. Well, this is the the brainchild of GTNI literally having to slow down and taking advantage of slowing down during the pandemic. And uh, one of the things is always in a lot of back of our mind is us having been around a music and entertainment legend, Al Bell, and we're hearing what he's doing and what he has done as he keeps teaching and repeating and telling us over and over. And what we thought was that we have to conserve and preserve the music industry that we see, but we're coming from a different uh, space with the music education initiative. It's what we said. We want to first engage, then we educate and elevate and prepare the next generation of young people, if you will, or people in the business side of music and entertainment, the business side, everybody can't sing, everybody can't play, but there was so much behind the scenes that people can do and they didn't know about at earlier ages. And that's what we're trying to bring to the forefront are some of the things that help preserve and conserve music and to bring these performances and bring these pieces of entertainment, whether it's in theater, like GT was just saying, his background is all of this is entertainment. A soccer game, Randy, is is entertainment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can have fun at a soccer game. You're seeing all the LED lights flashing and things of that. You, know, you go to a game or any type of entertainment venue, you're going to hear some music play. So what we're doing is taking the time to literally come back and tell people there's some things that you can do. You don't have to be the next Beyonce or the Billie Eilish and you can get up there, but there are things you can do and you can be a part of that. And what we're doing is bringing down to the grassroots level of understanding to get these awareness, if you will, to prepare folks, get some training. Let's talk about how we can do this, but also put money in people's pockets. This is not something that we want folks to volunteer for. We're talking about let's have an economic driver who, when you start putting money in young, especially young people's pocket, they're going to spend it somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> they're going to be a part of 
setting up something at the Amp or the Walton Arts Center Theater Squared, even if it's at the Faulkner Center, it could be BJ's Live, you know, with what they've been bringing. A lot of these things is what we're seeing, the downtown events that we're seeing in some of the cities and the working together. But we want to keep, we want to bring that, elevate that talent that's here. We don't want to be looking for other talent outside, like some of the venue operators that have told us right. over the months that we've been putting this together that they've got to go outside the state of Arkansas to bring in talent because they don't have the folks that know how to do some of the things that we're going to be presenting in our workshops. Yeah. And they've said the same thing about like producing movies here in this area. Correct. It's the same situation. We got to bring people from outside because we don't have enough people in this area that know how to do a lot of the practical aspects behind the scenes of movie production. Correct. That's correct. Yeah. It's uh, really an odd thing, but it's very, very troublesome right now because, you know, things are trying to move up in Northwest Arkansas. Things are trying to elevate. Things are trying to expand. And when you don't have the basic people to come in and push crates and wrap cables, you know, you make it a little bit harder for these promoters to actually put the shows on because they got to pay more money right. to bring people from out of town, put up them up for lodging and, and cover things that they don't usually have to cover if the people are here on the ground. So one of the main things about the music education we wanted to do, the initiative is, is to just introduce these careers at an earlier age. You know, I, I think, you know, as I was growing up and, and a lot of people in my, my circle of people, you know, we found out about a lot of these music jobs, you know, later in life, like the other jobs. I mean, I knew the drumming job, you know, at an early age. But when it comes to, you know, lighting directors and mix engineers and recording engineers, I mean, man, I didn't know about those things until I was in my 30s. Yeah. So we want to expose that to these kids, you know, and initially we're going to start in high school and then we're going to work our way down. As far as letting people see these people that actually do this work, like let them see the lighting director for Billie Eilish sure. and let them understand what role that person plays in her show. Yeah. So did you have a model for this? Was there something that inspired you as you guys were, as we all were going through the pandemic, dreaming about <laughs> new things that we could do? But did you have a model or anything that you had, had seen in the past that you said, wow, if we could bring something like that to Northwest Arkansas, we we would do that. I appreciate you asking that. What <laughs> experience is <laughs> what it was. Okay. The experience was that we had, meaning at Al Bell Presents, we had brought in programming. We had brought in just such a diverse and sometimes eclectic group of different entertainers that we had brought in the area. And some of them that we had put together, uh, we even did master classes with some of the artists that we brought in and took them to junior highs and high schools and had performances of that nature. But the model was experience, especially from GT's standpoint, because of all, all the stuff that he has done over the course of the years, plus the blueprint of having an Al Bell to say we needed to do something this particular way yeah. so that we can reach the people. Yeah. It's always about the people. And that's what we're doing is we're trying to give something to the people, number one, that can help if somebody's realizes that this is an economic driver. This is not just something to say we're doing a workshop. We're going to put people to work and they're going to have access to opportunities to work or career changes, et cetera. But once we can see that we are putting people to work and they're getting a benefit from it, we've reached the people. Sure. And so the model was the experience, some of the things that we knew that <laughs> hadn't taken place or weren't here. 
as you mentioned in the film industry. Now we saw it in the music and entertainment industry so that we've dealt with some of the, the people here knowing that. And since we've put out this uh, workshop in this flyer that Raquel Thompson, our social <laughs> media expert, created for us, we thank Raquel for that so much. She put that together and, and uh, we put that out. We've had people calling us from some of the area art center, the, the, the momentary. We found them there just like, well, awesome, great. Other production people. I had a sound guy call me this morning. They, they're just like, now you're right. But one thing I want folks that your audience to understand is that I think in about 2018, the Walton Family Foundation paid for a group to come in called Sound Diplomacy. Okay. And Sound Diplomacy put together a, a report on the yeah, what, report, ec- music yeah. ecosystem. It's on the Northwest Arkansas Council's website. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah, so, I'm going to link to that in our show notes. Cool. And what what they did was Sound Diplomacy came back to, as from my standpoint, to say, you don't just need to think when folks say music or playing at one of the bars or one of the restaurants or coffee houses in this area, that it's just something somebody wants to do as a hobby. Yeah. Folks need are making a living from this. They need to make a living from this. Artists need to make a living from this and be appreciated. But that economic impact of the music and entertainment industry was a big deal in Northwest Arkansas. And people need to realize what this industry and what can happen from here with Northwest Arkansas, with so many different entertainers, people and artists that are performing the places where they can. And so all we're doing and want to do is to enhance that and let people know that they don't have to go to L.A. They don't have to go to Nashville. They don't have to go to New York. We want to do it for Northwest Arkansas and build up Northwest Arkansas with the professional level and professional talent that we have right here. Yeah. Yeah. So and and one of the other things that inspired it is um, I'm currently a graduate of the International Association of Venue Managers program, and that is Everybody that is across the country that runs venues all the way from the big arena in Dallas all the way to convention centers and and that type of stuff. It's a great organization. And we were having discussions just this past summer about the lack of workforce development and the lack of workforce in this field. Um, But we have this is going to be the biggest touring year ever probably in 2022, assuming that, you know, things mellow out a little bit. But it's going to be one of the biggest touring years because you've had artists that have had to sit for two years that normally, you know, would have been able to make their their money balanced throughout the year by going out once or twice. But now you got two years of just being able to do nothing. So all of these artists, legacy artists and and other artists are like, man, I got to get out here on the road. I got to make some money. So that creates a whole nother backlog of people that are trying to perform. So when you get up here and the unique thing about Northwest Arkansas is you do have Bentonville, Springdale, Rogers and Fayetteville. So you're not just talking about one city. You're talking about four cities that share a lot of the same production elements and the same production people. So now you have a major shortage in the region when it comes to just people to get involved with these shows. So I mean, we've seen that and we've been having those conversations with people and they've been like, man, we need some help. We need some help. But we realized that nobody really was leaning into, well, how do we solve this problem? Yeah. 
And really, what we're talking about doing solves a lot of problems when we start bringing this work to a younger generation of uh, people, you know, because, again, the kids get a chance to make money and their bodies to work on these events at the same time. And then the most important thing is they're getting exposed to a new career. And when they're working these shows, they're seeing everybody's position. They're seeing the drummers. They're seeing the mix engineers. They're seeing, you know higher ups inside of this the organization of putting on a show. Sure, sure. Yeah. And I think it's important, especially for young people that are listening to this or even parents of young people, you're trying to get your kids out of the house and trying to get them engaged. My kids, I've got three boys. We talked about this. They all go to the Arts Academy there in Rogers. Shout out to the Arts Academy, AAA. But, you know, one of the things I like about the Arts Academy is that it exposes them to so much. Mm-hmm. And that's essentially what you're trying to do with your program is exposure. And we're not going to you're not going to put people in a box by saying you're only going to do this or you're only going to work a soundboard or you're only going to work lights, but expose them to the myriad of opportunities that exist within this space so that they can then self-select or, if anything, rise to the level where they have their hands in a lot of pies yeah, and, and can do a lot of things. That's correct. And what will happen in that kind of space is also the people that are already in the production companies will see the talent in some of these kids and they'll go, OK, this kid may not realize, but I've watched them do this enough that I'm I'm going to try to help and develop this kid. You know, and we, we've missed a whole generation of that type of thing happening where these kids are in these environments and people can find the talent. So. You know, we were very strategic about what we're trying to do. And who knows, there may be something bigger coming to the market that's going to need these people that we're building right, right now. Right. Who knows? You never know. You never know. Unless you do know. <laughs> and that's okay, too. It's it's always nice to tease what's, what's coming up in, in advance. Yeah, and we, yeah. we may have to make a part two to this podcast. So, <laughs> so kind of walk me through. What are your expectations for this first iteration of, of this program? And it's it's the, the actual event will start after this podcast comes out. It's there's a workshop on January 11th of 2022, but there'll be other workshops scheduled in Bentonville, Rogers and Springdale at later dates. So kind of just Orson, talk about just the overall how is this program laid out so people Good. can participate? Well, the thing uh, well, we'll explain is. Uh, what we just spoken to you about, we'll tell them the why to fill this void, why this is important and why we're doing it and why we're doing it at literally at George's Majestic's Lounges just because of the generosity of, of Brian and Dave mm-hmm. Crown over there. They're just wonderful folks that have done so much for the community. And so what we're doing is telling them why. The other part of that is we're going to use and work with their production technical uh, manager there at George's because of his years of experience. And what he will do is some of the first things we put on some of our flyers is safety because you have to be safe. And and I think even in some of our earlier emails, we were telling people, don't show up with flip-flops on. (laughs) This is not that kind of environment because we're going to, if you're going to learn about this. So what we're going to do is literally hands-on having a professional person that somebody with the experience and the knowledge and the know-how to literally tell you these are the important parts of number one that I need. First, you have to understand which part of the stage I'm talking about. Right. (laughs) After we get the equipment off the truck, the equipment has to be taken off a certain way, has to be unpacked and unloaded a certain way. 
But this part of the stage, and you'll know where if I tell you to go put something at stage left or stage right, center stage, you'll know what we're talking about. So some of that development will be a part of it. The way that uh, one thing that I've learned from dealing working around GT is that the specific manner, because if things are just strewn on a stage or in an area where their performers or artists are going to gather and perform, you can't have things in the way. You can't have an amp out of place. You can't have a case out of here. Somebody get hurt. So we want to be able to talk about that and we want to interact with the group of people that we have coming so that they'll understand that. So the layout was safety, the way that you can do a wrap a cable, which is an art to that, as you may know, Randy, there's an art to it. And there's a reasoning that why, because GT, you were saying there's inner parts of that cable has wires in it that can't get bent, etc. Yeah. So, I mean, if, you know, obviously if you're wrapping up a cable the wrong way, you know, the wires inside of a cable, most people don't realize it's made up of several different wires. And of course, if you're wrapping it up wrong, you're stretching them out and then you, you kill the life of the cable by not, you know, handling it properly. And, you know, as you get into more of the higher level of production, those cables get a lot more expensive. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah, I see you looking at my cables, man. Yeah, I, I saw, know, you know, you know, I noticed there's that. a couple of kinks in a few of them. But but I do understand cable management. But that's like a that's like a whole thing. I mean, it, it really is. You don't really, really you don't is. think it's a big deal, but it really is a big deal, especially because, you know, like you said, it's one thing to to do something at JJ's or at George's Majestic or even at the amp. And then you go on the road and you you're working for Coldplay or some other big, big band or big, um, mm-hmm. you know, group. And it's like, I mean, everything that you touch, you talk about millions of dollars worth of equipment. Sure. Yes. Yes. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, in those environments, everything is moving fast. Everything is moving very fast. And so they don't have time to sit and explain every single detail. And when they do have to take that time, it takes out of the whole progression of the day, you know, because they had to spend an extra hour to train people how to, you know, wrap up cables and do those things. So all of those things really matter. I think for the series of the workshops that we're going to be running throughout the region, we are going to use different production people and at each one of these different venues. And hopefully, ultimately, we'll get to the point where we have groups of these production people training at one time. But we're going to keep doing these until we build up enough workforce that we can see a difference in the region. So, you know, we may do one in in Bentonville. I mean, uh, Fayetteville this week. We may do one in Bentonville next week, but we're going to keep going until we see the build of this this workforce. And also we're going to keep going until we see the, the support of the community, because it's we need help in this. Right. We, we really need help in this. And people need to understand what we're trying to do. And that's our job now with by doing this first one is to start to teach and say, this is what we're trying to do. Let people see what we're trying to do. And hopefully, you know, most of the people in Northwest Arkansas who I know are great people are going to come in and go, okay, we see what you're building now. And so we want to help and support. Yeah. And that's the one thing is uh, Orson and I was talking, we're talking before you came in. And one of the things that I, I recognize about Northwest Arkansas is that it is a very collaborative environment. So if nothing else, I can see people hitching on to your wagon, you know, once they say, oh, okay, these guys really have something here. You know, we want to be a part of this and, and want to help and see if we can help you grow this, you know, music education initiative. This has been, since we put out the media release as well as the flyer, the responses via email that I've received from 
some of the school districts has just been phenomenal. The Gifted and Talented Program in Springdale, they reached out immediately and uh, asked that we come and speak to them later here in the next couple of months. Uh, the Ignite Program at Bentonville School District, their coordinator reached out immediately and so I said, oh my goodness, yeah, will you come to Ignite? Yeah, of course we will. That's that's, that's our mission. That's exactly. A, of course we will. Yeah, we yeah. want to work together and work with people. And it's, it's again, I reiterate, it's about the people, and that makes us feel good, and we can reach people. We'll do it safely. Yeah. We will be doing it safely. Yeah, so yeah. Thank you. Now, will there be some, well, hopefully, eventually, will there be some type of certification that is born out of this program? So that that will be the, the ultimate for us. Um, we've, we've talked to some of the uh, engineers and production companies around here as far as developing a certification around it. And um, so that will be the ultimate goal is to is to certify some of these people so that when they walk in the door, they can say they have that designation and then people automatically know that they can put them on different jobs as opposed to just unloading the truck. Somebody can actually work the stage you <laughs> right, know, because right. they have the certifications. Yeah, so absolutely. That's that's where we're heading. OK. All right. And then now anybody that's listening to this and says, man, that sounds interesting. I want to get my kid involved. I want to get my my niece or nephew involved, or I want to get involved, what's the easiest way for them to do that? I mean, you have a website, yes. musiceducationinitiative.org. I'm assuming you set up kind of an email list for people to join. Certainly. And, sure. Know. If they want to look at involving with this, uh, with our program on our workshops, they can just go to our website, look at the, uh, one of the headings on it is workforce development. Okay. Click there and just say, uh, sign up or just send us an email at the music education initiative.org and, and, and just send us an email and my email address is there as well. And uh, we just have some, I think a couple of buttons down the page that where they can just click a sign up or send us an email or a note. Yeah. And we'll put, we'll put all that in the show notes so people won't Thank have you. to hunt and peck for it, but they can find it. And we'll make sure that we link up to everything about both of you guys, as well as the music education initiative on our website so that people can check that out. So definitely check out the show notes for this particular episode of the podcast because you'll get some additional information, you know, as we move forward. So, you know, as we, we come to a close, I don't want to take up too much of your time, but I appreciate you sharing this. And I think I want to have you back because music to me is, is life-giving. Music is powerful. I try to explain to my kids all the time that you don't understand. I mean, there are songs that I heard as a child that I still know to this day because of the transitive nature of words uh, that, that, are, that are, are, are set to music. And so I think it's important for young people to understand beyond just the, the whole TikTok and Spotify and all that, but understand the power of music and how if it's used in a certain way, it can really benefit you, it can benefit society in, in a very you know, powerful way. And so I think you know, you're, you're kind of harnessing one aspect of that in this program to educate people on on what is possible. That's correct. Engage, educate, and elevate. Yeah. That's what we do and prepare. Yeah, and, and I got to tell you, I think that music that we've listened to for years that has really been embedded in our souls and spirits was created differently than this generation's music sure. is created. So, I mean, you had a team of people creating those team of experts that was creating all of those hit records back then. Yeah. And a lot of skilled individuals in the room for that stuff. This generation's guys, one guy can go in a room and program a keyboard and or drag some loops off line and and create music. So some of their music is is a little bit challenged to have the same spirit that our music had. 
So we have to get to the point where we're educating again students and young people on how this music was created and what it feels like to be in a room with 10 people creating that record as opposed to one. Right. So the, this music will come back. I mean, because it's so popular. Catalog music is so popular right now. I was listening to something this morning that said Credence uh, Clearwater Revival was one of the biggest vinyls that was sold in 2021. I was like, well, look at there and yeah. Queen yeah, and Queen. Yeah. So the kids are searching for it. They and, are. You know, they really are. Well, it, Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say when GT mentioned the experts, that's what uh, we've been fortunate enough to have and be- developed over the years are the relationships that we have with the folks that would be considered the experts and who we've been around and that we can reach out to for some of our other programming that we will present through the Music Education Initiative. It's for us to bring in these experts and to share and to talk about the why, when, and how they got started, et cetera. That's some of the things that we wanted to do as part of our mission and as part of our statement to bring. And we're just going to do it for Northwest Arkansas. We don't have to go anywhere else. You don't have to go to L.A. Brink, come right here, Northwest Arkansas. We have the answers right here. Yeah, we, we do. And one of the workforce development is just one piece of what the Music Education Initiative does. We are going to be creating a virtual portal that will house short videos of these careers and of these people that are like, uh, you know, lighting engineers. And it'll be a little story about what they do, where they came from and their skill set. That's going to be a major part of what the Music Education Initiative (laughs) does as we share this with music educators. So. Well, I love that. I love all of this. I think this is exciting. I'm, I want to see if I can get my kids involved because they're at that age where they, you know, they. this is the kind of thing that my oldest, especially, he's recording music because they've got a studio, as you know, at the Arts Academy. So, but, you know, and everybody, every kid doesn't have access to that. Right. So I think it's important when they, you know, when the opportunity presents itself to make it available to the widest group possible. How old so, is your oldest? My oldest is... Well, he'll be 17 on on Friday. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, he'll, wow. he'll be 17 yeah. on Friday. Yeah. So, you know, so I'm going to I'm going to talk to him about this tonight when he gets on cool, basketball man. practice. So cool. I'd love to get him involved. Is there a cost for the program? Buddy, we're not no cost at all. We're just thankful that we have some wonderful sponsors for this program. And, and that's Georgia's Majestic Lounge as a sponsor, as well as Al Bell Presents. And we have some just some good volunteers working with us. And our family's involved, and it's just exciting to be around and to know it's really positive, and we want to share this. Uh, we even did one of the flyers in Spanish. Yeah, I saw sure that. Yeah. And we could reach out to that, that community, the Spanish-speaking community, and we're open to that. And uh, we're even going to have, as this program gets a little bit larger, we'll have some uh, Spanish-speaking instructors, instructors as well yeah. to take some over into a certain group. That's some of the things we're working on. So we want to be able to be community-minded, as we have been and should be all, all, over all these years. We're just glad to share this ex- our relationships and, and experience and empathy for the, what we're doing and love it from here. And will there be any attempt, maybe not now, but in the future, to memorialize this via video as you do these trainings in the future so that you can make those? I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I always like like if I go to a, take a class, I always like hearing that class later on or something like that, just to kind of reinforce what I learned. Right? I'm not I'm not that one and done guy. I, I, <laughs> I've never been. I always need to hear something more than one time. But will you guys be offering that as well? Absolutely. At yeah, some point, we'll that's do definitely that. Part of it. Yeah. We 
that's definitely part is the content is a big part of what we want to do, especially after going through this whole virtual thing. And really, which one of the things that also spawned us to, to create the program is uh, we wanted to be able to get these kids something while they were at home when we first were, were going through COVID. Sure. But, but yeah, the content is is um, is a major part of where the music education initiative is going, plus being able to bring people into the schools actually personally and film that as well. So, I mean, if we bring a Steve Jordan producer, Steve Jordan in with the school, we will film that and it will make that available to students of um you know, specific music educators. So. Sure. Okay. All right. Well, that's perfect. Anything else that you guys want to share? I think we've kind of covered a lot of this, but I, I want to just make sure our audience knows that they need to get, they need to access information on the Music Education Initiative at their website, musiceducationinitiative.org and find out all the things that Orson and Greg are doing to uh, expand and, and to get this program off the ground, because it sounds like it's going to be Great. But any last words or well, thoughts that well, you want to share? Yes, I do. I want to tell. This is uh, not, we're not new to the area. We've been here for years. And like I said, over the years, but I really want to thank you, Randy, for us connecting again, for us to be able to have this method for which we can reach out and let folks know what we're doing. I thank you for your podcast and your experience and knowing in the community things that you do and how well that I am Northwest Arkansas always doing. We thank you for that and having us today. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. Yeah, I echo the same thing. I, I think it's amazing what you're doing, and it's a much-needed thing for the area. So uh, we really appreciate what you're doing, and uh, we would love to talk to you about everything we're doing. And come sit down and, and hear what you got going on. Right. And you tell us about Northwest Arkansas. Sure. <laughs> no, well, and, and I appreciate that. You know, sometimes, you know, as I was sitting here thinking about this, it's one of those things where, as I told you guys, and I've told this audience all the time, I created this podcast because it was what I wanted to hear before I moved here so that I would know what I'm getting into. And I think that, you know, every podcast can't be about, hey, where's the best restaurant? Where's the best this? Where's the best that? Sometimes it's just got to be about the fabric that is Northwest Arkansas. What makes Northwest Arkansas special? And what I think makes Northwest Arkansas special are people like you that have taken the initiative and said, you know what? Here's a hole. Let's fill it. Let's Correct. find out how we can make this even better. Correct. And so you guys are part of, with what you're doing with the Music Education Initiative, you're part of why Northwest Arkansas is on the cusp of something great, I think, in my estimation. And I might be a homer for saying that, <laughs> but the reality is, is that, you know, we, I mean, we're only as better as, as the version that we have right in front of us. And I think we have to continually be iterating to improve upon ourselves so that we can, you know, create that best version of ourselves. And you're helping that happen right here in Northwest Arkansas with the Music Education Initiative. So Orson Weems and Greg Thompson, thank you guys so much for joining me today on the podcast. We're definitely going to have you back. We will make sure that everybody knows about this program. I'm going to tell people both near and far why this program matters. If you're just moving to Northwest Arkansas, you need to connect with these guys when you get here. And if you're here in Northwest Arkansas and you are musically inclined, you have some type of um, draw to the performance arts. You don't know what it's all about, but you know you want to get that initial introduction. It shouldn't cost you money to learn about what is possible. So if you have a young person in your home, or if you are looking for a second career or a second opportunity, this is that opportunity for you. So please check out the Music Education Initiative and see what Orson and Greg are doing. You will not be disappointed. Thank you. 
Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, there you have it, folks. Another episode of the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast. To learn more about us or to read or download the show notes from today's episode, visit IamNorthwestArkansas.com. You can listen to this podcast and sign up for our free newsletter to keep up with us and all things NWA. Sign up today. You can also follow the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Our podcast comes out every Monday, rain or shine. I'm your host, Randy Wilburn, and we'll see you back here next week for another episode of the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast. Peace. We hope you enjoyed this episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. Check us out each and every week, available anywhere that great podcasts can be found. For show notes or more information on becoming a guest, visit IamNorthwestArkansas.com. We'll see you next week on I Am Northwest Arkansas.